0: Welcome to Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Miley.
1: And I am Belle.
0: (laughs) And today, first we're going to jump right into the case, but we do have a few very exciting announcements at the end if you want to continue listening.
1: Yeah, some spicy announcements.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, yeah, spicy (laughs) all right. (laughs) So the content discussed in this episode may be considered sensitive to some people, so discretion is advised. On January 3rd, 1980, in the small community of Mars Hill, Alabama, Eula Verlin Robert, oh, sorry, Roberts arrived home at around 2 p.m. She had taken a trip to Cedartown, Georgia, and expected to be greeted by her four siblings who also lived in the home.
1: Before things get too serious... Do you remember when we were in North Carolina and were convinced that we were close to the Mars Hill in which this happened? I do Because we this. did not think that it was in Alabama. Yes. We were like, whoa, dude. We're one, we didn't say dude. Don't know why I just did. I say dude all the but time. But we were like, whoa, we're super close to where this happened. And then suddenly yeah. we looked at each other and we're like, no, we freaking aren't because that it's was in, in Alabama. Alabama
0: not even close to Asheville where we were. Oh god. No, it's not. We had a lot of plans for that trip that we just
1: And we'll just talk didn't about them next season.
0: Yes, so get excited for that. So Yola, who was 72 at the time, entered the home to see the kitchen drawers pulled out and the contents on the floor. She also found food cooling in the oven from lunch. She walked through the home to find her two sisters, Floy Roberts, 63, and Maybelle Roberts, 77, dead from gunshot wounds. She also found her two brothers, James Columbus Roberts, 79, and Walter Mac Roberts, 73, in the home.
1: Did they all live in this house? Yes. Yeah, they did.
0: They did were Did they not
1: have like spouses or anything? Or...
0: I don't believe so. I really don't think that any of them were married. Or perhaps if they were married, their spouses weren't alive anymore. So
1: they all just decided to move back in together?
0: I think so. I know one of the siblings had cancer and he was bedridden. But the others, I think, were well and could get up and walk around and they were fine at the time. Okay. So, James was also found deceased from gunshot wounds, but Walter was still alive when he was found. Eula fled to a nearby home where they contacted police. Investigators and family hoped, this, hoped that surviving brother Walter would be able to, to provide information about the murders. Unfortunately, he passed away three days later from the injuries that he sustained investigators asked that Eula return to the home to see if she could identify any objects that may be
1: missing. So, in those, like, three days, did he not talk?
0: I believe he was in a coma.
1: Oh, probably due to, like, injuries and stuff. Okay, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. He w- didn't decide to suddenly become mute. No. After, well, no. well trauma.
0: Yeah, yeah, trauma so. does do some weird things. But, no, they, ugh, it was so sad because they were, like, you know, maybe the survivor of this, I don't know what considers what, I don't know how many murders it takes to be mass murder. I don't think that this would be considered mass murder, but that's still a lot of murders to occur. still a
1: serial killer. Yeah,
0: exactly. So they were all kind of counting on him, but he unfortunately passed away. The only thing that sh- that you'll discovered was a 50-year-old trunk that had held around $1,500 during that time. That was the only thing that was missing. This information led investigators to rule the motive as robbery. Despite this, pocketbooks containing almost $800 were left alone.
1: Who would know about this trunk full of money?
0: Well, multiple people in the community seem to have known that the trunk used to hold What in the world? Between $25,000 and $40,000. However, that money was moved to a bank sometime before the murders.
1: Thank God. So, why do they just have a trunk of money? Well,
0: this was an older guy, so this was like his life savings that he put into this trunk because okay peop older people uh don't some some older people don't trust banks because of what happened in the past so okay, you know, so they just hid their money in, in random trunks. places, but he did He moved it to a bank.
1: Well, that's good. At least he didn't like hide it in a mattress.
0: Yeah, that's true. The autopsies found that the bodies bore no bruises, scratches, or other signs of resistance. This means that the victims may have and even likely knew their assailants. Oh, god! Which is horrible. So bad. The autopsies also found James, who had been, yeah, bedridden due to cancer, was shot once in the right rib cage and once behind
1: the neck. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: this is where uh, it gets a little intense. Floyd was shot three or four times in her right shoulder, right ribcage, and once or twice in her right side.
1: Wait. I don't know how many bullets are kept in a gun. But I assume that this person would have to, like, reload. Because if he shot that one person, like, six times...
0: Yeah, under normal circumstances, well, it depends on what kind of gun. Fills yeah. A pistol. I think there are quite a few rounds in pistols, so he would have been fine. But that, that is a lot of shots to take. I mean, if it was a shotgun, yeah. he obviously would have had to have.
1: Yeah, and they're all gun. old, which is. I know, which even. is so horrible. I mean, that's. Oh, I mean, it's sad when anybody dies, but when old people die, it's like they can't defend themselves in most circumstances.
0: And it's even worse if the if the person knew these old yeah, older and people. one of them's
1: bedridden and still got shot yes! twice. I like, don't... come uh, on, man. Yeah,
0: also true. He obviously
1: did not have very good aim, or he could have been asking him where the trunk was. Mm-hmm. like a warning shot. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to shoot you in the ribs. If you don't tell me where his trunk's at, then you didn't tell me where the trunk Wait. was. So he's like, I'm going to shoot Wait. you in the neck.
0: And it was it was behind the neck. I hadn't thought about that. How, That's weird. Unless it was on his side? Maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. If it was in the right rib cage, and then...
1: Oh, yeah, if he was, like, rolled over yeah, on his left side. Yeah, and then side.
0: behind the neck. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. Well, getting shot seems like a real nightmare in the first place, but behind the neck just seems like, sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you wouldn't be able to feel it. I feel like you would automatically be be paralyzed. Yeah. I think it would be pretty immediate. I'm hoping these poor, these poor people, I hope they didn't suffer too much. So, May was shot once between her neck and left shoulder at close range, while the other two were shot from across the room. Walter was shot five times, with one of those being in the head area. Walter and the two sisters were shot with a handgun, while James was shot with a shotgun.
1: So, this person had multiple weapons with them when they came into this house.
0: There were multiple weapons involved, yes.
1: Oh, so, oh I didn't even think that it could be more than one person. Yes. Belle, you idiot. <laughs>
0: So it was found that three different guns were used in the murders, and multiple people were likely responsible. Okay,
1: they just this... decided to gang up on these on this yes. like Golden Girls yes. old people situation. Uh, yeah, they. Mm, yeah,
0: it always blows my mind. Money is normally the cause of things like this. Oh yeah, but it sure. always blows my mind that somebody decides. Which maybe they didn't someone plan makes on killing people. The
1: conscious decision to be like, you know what, let's go shoot some people and get some cash.
0: Yeah, like that's bad enough. Like
1: I'm not going to go to jail.
0: I know that's bad enough. But then, how do you find someone that agrees to that?
1: Oh and yeah, persuade
0: sociopaths. That just blows my mind that there are enough people who are crazy. Yeah, that they can find each other, and then commit these horrible acts. The
1: things that drive me crazy is, of course, there's unsolved crimes. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of them. There's cold cases. There's unsolved robberies. There's unsolved crimes. Do you really want to take that chance? No. Do you really want to take the chance of being like, I could get away with this. I could pull a freaking DB Cooper (laughs) and just shimmy on out and have a bunch of money? Live on an island, whatever old DB's doing, I don't know. Or you could end up like the freaking night stalker who, like, thirty years later, gets caught because of DNA yes. testing. Yeah. Or you could be like most criminals and get caught like the next yeah, day. I
0: know.
1: That is... Do you really want to test fate like that? I mean... No thanks.
0: That's not a chance I'm personally willing to Me take.
1: either. I don't care how much money... Well, one, I'm not going to kill a bunch of poor defenseless soul people. No, I'm not going to kill anybody. I don't want that on my conscience. Mm-mm. Conscience. Can't freaking say conscience. <laughs> no. I'll pass.
0: I just imagine th- this person going up to somebody and being like, listen, I have this plan. Yeah. We're going to rob a bunch of old people who live in this house was it the first person that he talked to talked about and I, to about this too? I mean I, like, I totally yeah, okay.
1: understand being desperate for money. Like you want to feed your family, you want to take care of, you know, the people that you love. I'm hoping that is why people commit <clears> a lot <throat> of these crimes. Get a job. <laughs> I and like I understand that sometimes that's hard too. Like yeah, sometimes be, you're homeless be. and and you just need some money. Mm-hmm. Sell the gun that you shot the people Ooh, with. Yeah. Like good point. Uh, good point. I mean, there's just other things that you can
0: do. I doubt that the... Then kill people. people. I doubt that these people were in a situation where this was their only option to survive. I Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that this was their only way to survive.
1: Even if you're looking past, like, the lens of, like, being desperate and wanting to provide for the people that you love... That doesn't mean that you have a right to commit murder. No. <laughs> like don't do it, guys. Like don't there's other avenues that you can take other than being like, I'm gonna kill all these old people. Yeah. Murderers. Who is have never this money in this chest. Yeah,
0: the that evidently. That the everyone whole community in this freaking about. town knows about,
1: which is obvious also just insane to me. Yeah, that
0: was a little odd. The last known people to see the ugh. The last known people to see the siblings were Joe and Ernest Charles. They delivered firewood to the home at about 12.45 p.m. They said that they didn't see anything suspicious and didn't even meet another car on the road. The two were gone by 1 p.m., so the murders occurred within the one-hour time frame between then and when Eula came home at 2 o'clock. The coroner put the the time of death for the three siblings... Sorry, guys. This is just not the night. <laughs> the coroner put the time of death for the three victims at between 1.45 and 2 o'clock. Which is only 15... Well, I mean, I obviously, it's only 15 minutes between yeah. when they when they passed away from the gunshot wound. But it was only an hour between these people... When these people left their house and when the sister got home. Which Which... Did these people know exactly
1: yeah like where they scoping out the house yeah i mean maybe
0: it is a possibility or was it just coincidence really
1: yeah and that i gotta guarantee that's something that that sister thought about like every day until she died i I guarantee you that she was like you know i could have been i could have been there and then i feel like you have survivor's guilt too you're like All of my siblings are dead. And she probably
0: blamed herself because she thought, what if I would have been there? Yeah. I could have done something. I always hate that. I always think about situations like that and how guilty the family members probably felt.
1: I watched a documentary about survivor's guilt because why not? (laughs) And honestly, all those people are just it's heartbreaking because they want to live their life like in honor of the people that lost theirs, but also like deep down they feel really guilty that they still have a life to live because everyone that they love like either died or like something really traumatic Mm -hmm. happened to them. And so it's like, you're just stuck in the situation of wanting to live your life to the fullest, but also not wanting to leave your bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I obviously hope I never experienced that, but I, don't, oh, yeah, I really I mean don't to. know how. Uh, I can't imagine. No suspect, no suspects were identified in the case, and there were no new leads until three years later, when hunters found the missing trunk around three miles from the home. Yulia confirmed that this was the trunk from her brothers, from her brother's suits that were still left inside. The sister hoped that this new piece of evidence would help solve the case and bring the murders to justice but there were still no suspects. Apparently, according to the county sheriff, the only two people believed to have intimate knowledge of the crime were Roy Harris and Carlton uh, DeMoss. In 1984, DeMoss shot himself after telling his wife that he did something horrible that he couldn't live with. It was said that Harris told anybody who would listen that someone was out to get him. In December of 1984, his body was found on the banks of the Talapuza River, right?
1: The, I, I hope,
0: yeah. Of the Talapoza River with a bullet in his skull. So, wow. but these guys who were like, God. you know, <laughs> might have some information. But if they did have information about the case...
1: Who were these people that killed the guys? My thing is... Oh. Was there only $1,500 in this freaking thing? Yep. That's a lot of dead people for $1,500. Yep. Huh. And what year, what year was this again? Please remind me. This was in 1980. 1980? Yep. These people could have just, like, joined some wacky little pyramid scheme... And made some money, left the pyramid scheme, and they wouldn't have had to kill anyone. Sure, they would have probably had to trick their family and friends, but you know that's better than murder.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Sell some encyclopedias or something. I don't know what they sell did in, in the eighties. Yeah, sell you don't an need, organ, obviously. Jesus, I can't. <laughs> I just don't. hundred dollars. I
0: know. There were no other leads until 1986. Now, this is where it gets interesting and a little confusing. I had a little trouble keeping up at a few points of this. So, just
1: to warn you. 1986 is 10 years before I was alive. (laughs) I'm still not alive at this point in the timeline. (laughs) Not that this is about me at all, but (laughs) that's just how my brain works. (laughs) So, Albert
0: Heat, the deputy marshal at the time, attended what I presume to be his own family reunion.
1: That's good.
0: While there, he took a sawed-off shotgun, which was illegal, from his brother, who was 51-year-old Charles Heat. Later that same year, Jerry Heat, who is a nephew of the two brothers, was arrested on charges of starting a fire in the Talladega National Forest.
1: First off, yee boys, the Talladega National Forest. Yep. Alabama. You cannot tell me that you do not think of freaking Ricky Bobby <laughs> when you hear the words Talladega. Yeah, I
0: definitely do because when I read that, I obviously looked these things up. Yes. And I honestly looked up how to say these words prior to this but that knowledge is just flew out the window
1: shake and bake baby but- shake and bake <laughs>
0: yeah. when i first saw that i was like that would be really embarrassing if that's not what it said
1: oh my god that's automatically
0: where my mind goes oh
1: 110 well. <laughs> percent ricky bobby is one of the greatest films ever made
0: if you ain't first you're last
1: thank god you've actually seen that movie
0: <laughs> that's that's one of the few movies that I have, in fact, seen. Praise
1: baby Jesus that that's <laughs> one film that you've actually seen before. Yes. So. Of, 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 second of all, this dude's family is wild. I know, right? Sawed off shotgun. A, the nephew starting forest fire. And he's a deputy marshal. He, he needs to get members. his family in line. I know, right? That sounds scary. I don't... <laughs> He needs to do something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the that therapy. is. Yeah, you guys need to walk on down to therapy. A thirty-eight caliber
0: pistol was taken from Jerry, who was arrested on charges of starting a fire.
1: This is the the Talladega Talladega fire starter.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. So Olvert realized that these two guns matched The descriptions of the weapons used in the murders six years before. Could you imagine? What? I feel like that would be a difficult situation to be in.
1: Not me. I'd be like, hey, you idiot.
0: Like trying to get your brother and nephew arrested. Would make
1: me feel bad if one of them had illegal weapons and the other one was starting fires. Um, in the Think forest. about
0: their children. What if they had no other people in the family who could provide for them?
1: Their I really, I don't feel bad. Their freaking dad <laughs> has illegal weapons. And no, their okay. freaking I'm not kid that I would, starts freaking forest fires. I'm not
0: saying that I would personally f- feel bad. But I still think that this would be a difficult situation. Because the rest of the family would obviously blame him for arresting them
1: oh yeah 10 out of 10 but that would be difficult if nicholas was just walking around with weapons that were like possibly in a crime and his kid that doesn't exist because he doesn't have a child (laughs) uh was just off being a little freaking weirdo starting fires in the woods I'd be like guys well I think this is
0: a nephew of the two I don't even think this is a son it's not even his kid no oh my
1: god this family (laughs) oh Jesus I don't know I don't really understand either this poor I mean I do feel bad for this this Marshall or yeah, I know, right? He has it hard. Exactly. He's the That's one what who's I'm like, saying. sweet God, you bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining this family reunion. If this is what these people are like. Oh, Jesus.
0: One of them Wild. decided to
1: become a marshal. I bet you, I bet you that family was so upset. They were like, oh, my God, you're joining the law. <laughs>
0: Get out of this family. Yeah, for real. I they imagine were like, him rolling up to the family reunion. And everybody giving him dirty looks as he walks up. And then he proceeds uh, to take a gun from one of his relatives. Be like, we're,
1: a, we're a crime and family. <laughs> They're little four-year-olds like chugging a Bud Light. Be like <laughs> Mountain Dew out of a sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This isn't funny, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. I love Alabama. I don't think everybody is like that. No, from because Alabama. the same
0: assumptions are made about West Virginia. Oh, I 10 like to out of 10. Everybody thinks like we
1: marry that. our cousins. Yeah. Um, not true. But this family. <laughs> oh, God. Um,
0: I'm not even going to make any assumptions about the rest of the family. Oh, yeah. Oh. These people.
1: I don't know if they let I their four year olds drink Bud Light.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I assume they don't. That's, that's I hope bad. Not.
0: <laughs> District Attorney Robert Field said that ballistics tests run on the guns confirmed that weapons were in fact used that the guns were in fact used in the murders. In 1988 Charles was indicted for possession of a separate illegal firearm. Mm. This man doesn't know when to stop. I know. And for hindering prosecution. This was done. I read so many things and it was so hard for me to wrap my brain around it. Mm -hmm. Him hindering prosecution was done by, quote, altering the second shotgun to make it appear that it was used in the slayings and providing criminal assistance to Bill and Jerry Heat by intentionally hindering the apprehension, prosecution, conviction, or punishment of Bill and Jerry Heat for conduct constituting a murder. End
1: quote. So, so, the marshal was trying to stop it? No. This was
0: Charles, who was the 51-year-old brother.
1: The, who who got the sawed-off shotgun taken from him. Yes.
0: Which I'm just trying so hard to understand because he had two illegal guns taken from him. Yeah. And he got in trouble for sh- for sawing off the end of... Of one of the shotguns to make it look like it came from the murder. That's but weird. But why would he? Why would he do that?
1: It's called covering for someone else. Probably. Yeah. If I had to guess, I mean, if yeah, I had that's to guess, true.
0: That would be the only logical explanation.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you don't purposely try to get accused of murder. Yeah. You, unless you're uh, freaking weird.
0: Yeah, I would hope that people don't do that.
1: I mean, it happens in TV shows all the time, and normally that's because someone's trying to protect somebody else. Not because yeah. someone's like, man, prison. Yeah. I love My favorite it. Favorite place. What? This is probably another movie that you've never seen, but in Shawshank Redemption, that sweet little old man did not want to leave prison.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that yeah, yet. It didn't
1: right? fit you yeah, but I think that you had. But I've heard enough a sweet, references There is a sweet little old man in that movie who has a pet bird. In jail, yeah.
0: I have heard enough about the movie. And he that- runs
1: their cute little library, Aww. and they make him leave his home, oh. which is prison. Oh, <laughs> and and he's sad about it.
0: Well, I mean, well, I think I would be happy to leave prison, but if I got a cute little library, nah, I feel
1: bird- like I feel like. And but that's one thing when that this is diff- like this case is different than that scenario, is that man basically I think I don't remember why he was in jail. It's been a while since I've seen Charles Shank. But once you've been in prison so long, it becomes like and they talked about this at Moundsville, it becomes like a little like a yeah. a little yeah. kingdom yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. And why would you want to leave that and go into the real world where you have to like work? I mean, not that they don't work in prison; they do. We won't get into the politics behind that because I don't <laughs> believe it's right. But whatever. <laughs> but it, it's just a different life in there. Yeah. And it when is. you and when you come to the outside, you're like, man, this freaking sucks. Yeah, you don't. And have I don't any have my control. driver's license anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you don't
0: have any control over anything. Yeah,
1: and so. But that's I assume that's not why this guy was probably he was probably covering for somebody else so that someone else didn't go to jail.
0: That because yeah, again, right? That that's the only thing that would make jail
1: me. is scary.
0: That's the only. That's why I was so confused because I was like, why, why? Yeah, I guarantee he do he's covering this? for
1: someone.
0: So Jerry and another man named Anthony Bell were also indicted what, on perjury what? Yeah. charges. Last
1: name No oh, yeah is my first name.
0: Just minus the E.
1: Yeah. Which just
0: B E L L here.
1: That's my ancestors. That's why <laughs> I was named Bell. Oh really? Yeah, because oh. of my uh my grandma's last name was Bell. Well, you're related. God, I hope not. Oh, Anthony on perjury charges. Yep. That's nice.
0: <laughs> Jerry was found guilty of two counts of first-degree perjury for lying to the grand jury about the murders and was sentenced to two life terms in prison. Oh god. It is believed that he was released from prison, what however. The heck? A Reddit post about these murders claims that Bill Heat was murdered in the late 80s but i was personally unable to find proof of this so i don't know if that's if that was true but it'd be pretty oh, interesting what a freaking roller coaster yeah i know the same reddit post i really appreciate this person who made this reddit post because i obviously did my own research from news articles and reliable yeah, sources yeah of course yeah but this reddit post really just you know basically gave me some good
1: we talked about this before. Some of these cases are hard because it's like a lot of it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I mean there's like documents and stuff, but a lot of those you can't get into yeah, unless you're true. official. Yeah. And we
0: not yet are maybe not, one day. Are not. Yeah, but shout out to this this Reddit person because he talked about how he lives semi close to this place so he had heard a lot about the case and he really gave some very interesting information about it Mm -hmm. but again it wasn't proven so i didn't really want to include it in this but if you want to read the post you can basically just google morris hill murders and the reddit post should come right up but nonetheless no one has been convicted of the morris hill murders and the case remains unsolved
1: Oh, I hate that! I hate that you for too. those old people. I hate that for that woman, the one sister that actually got to live. Nola. I hate that for all of them. I, know, I mean, I so. we can make all the jokes that we want, but that's still people's lives. Yeah, and I, I say that coming from me personally because I yeah. uh, tend to laugh at inappropriate times when I get. Yeah, we
0: always take awkward. all these cases very seriously. Yeah,
1: and and. It's really sad for these people yeah, and their families and and just their legacy. Mm-hmm. I That's one thing that always, like, turns my stomach is when it comes to unsolved cases, like, these people don't get, like, retribution. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, they're dead and they're wherever you go after you die. But I feel like on Earth, they should be able to, they deserve the right to, like, their crime to be like. Not their crime. But their murder to be.
0: Yeah. To, yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like it gives for more peace
1: to, to the whole situation.
0: Yeah. I agree. Especially for the families. Because. Yeah. Like you said. I mean. There's no peace. Like. The, yeah. Yula probably lived. The majority of her life. Wondering if these people were going to come back for
1: her. Oh yeah. God. That's so sad.
0: I know. Because she was. Again, survivor's guilt. Yeah. But we actually have another case from this place. Came, this place is called Heflin, also in Alabama, which is a little over three hours from Mars Hill. hmm And it's a very small, well, a rather small town with a population of around 3,000. It was in this town on September 16th of 2002. The officers, officers were called to the home of 23-year-old Monica Pritchett Rollins. For a few days. Upon arrival, investigators found the bodies of her and her six-year-old son, Dalton Scott Rollins. I hate... I, I mean, obviously... These cases are always very interesting, but it always just makes it so much worse when children are involved. Yeah, children
1: and old people. Yeah,
0: it's the worst.
1: I mean, the I mean, it's in between ages are sad too, yeah. but people who can't defend themselves—yeah, that that's it just really makes, what makes it so sowers. much more heartbreaking. Yeah,
0: Monica was in the third trimester of her pregnancy oh when she God. died too. That is, and unfortunately, the unborn child awful. did not make it. Aww. Investigators also discovered Monica's other son, who was two or three years old at the time, hiding in a closet of the home. Oh he was—he had been there for a few days while the bodies of his mother and brother were oh just outside. So God. this boy was, was still alive. And someone came in and murdered his mother and brother and unborn sibling. That poor little boy. I
1: know. Oh, God, I can't think about it for too long. <laughs> it just makes me so sad. I can't. That's one. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Dexter, but that is the one plot line. Like, his backstory physically hurts me. I was never much of a kid person. I am now. I have kids. (laughs) Um, I still don't really like a ton of kids, but I like mine. (laughs) I was never much of a kid person ever. Ever. I've never liked kids. I like my own kids. When I got married, I started to like kids more. But before that, I freaking hated kids. And that is the one plot line that hurts my freaking heart. Yeah. Is when, and the same thing happened in Dexter. This little boy, he witnessed, I hope this isn't, this show came out a while ago, whatever. This little boy watches his mom get murdered.
0: Oh, man. Like,
1: and essentially I assume that's what happened with this little boy unless I, he was hidden in the closet like I've, yeah he would have to be hidden in the closet if the uh, if the killers is didn't see him very
0: morbid but he had to have at least heard exactly. the murder and happen. that is and that that would be enough
1: ah uh, his siblings cuz yeah. oh god i can't think about it for too long ah uh, i'll throw up or cry or both yeah. I, it just hurts my heart
0: so one of the officers who responded to the call was aj benefield He later became the police chief of Heflin and has expressed how the department is still working on the case. He said, quote, It was the worst crime scene I've ever seen. Not a day goes by that we aren't talking about this or working on it in some way. It's very near to our hearts.
1: Oh, that's... I know. That's really sweet.
0: Police have chosen to not release any information about about how the family died or any key facts about the case, which made this a little hard to do research on but I felt like it was pretty I feel like it was necessary to talk about. Yeah. Uh, They've done so they've avoided releasing any information in order to rule out false confessions that they have that have obviously turned up over the years. Which is this is
1: a common freaking screwed up. I know. Who I hate that people suck
0: much. I hate that so much. If you mm, it just Causes so much more grief than what is necessary.
1: You're freaking messed up in the head if you are admitting to crimes that you didn't commit, Mm -hmm. especially one that involves two dead kids. Yeah. Like, what the freaking crap is wrong with you? But, 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 but with that being said, if
0: there (laughs) see, it's kind of a fine line because if there's even a slight chance that you could Yeah. Shout out Harry Styles line. But if there is any chance that you could possibly have any information, then it's necessary to to go to authorities and tell them this information.
1: Because... But if you're just being a big old idiot head (laughs) and get off on the idea of being a criminal, like, that's disgusting. I'm saying for all those freaking people who confess to being the killer of John Ramsey mm. screw those guys <laughs> because
0: I, they, I just don't get it
1: no uh, they obviously it's like weird
0: i'm I'm assuming it's because they want the attention I, I guess it's like a child oh, and any attention yeah. is better than or good bad attention whatever kind of attention is better than no attention but
1: it's gross. These are,
0: these are adults.
1: Yeah. Those, those men people are and gross. women.
0: Just don't... Don't do it. The... Um, now police chief of Heflin... Has said that there are certain things that only the killer would know about this case. Outside of those who are familiar with it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there is no, re- no information regarding this case that has been released to the public. And again, I understand why I understand why that they wouldn't release the information because it is pretty common for people to come forward but it also I'm not judging these this this police department whatsoever because I understand why they did it but it also may be there may be details that they could
1: release that may I don't know may get the person caught like someone will hear something that they recognize yeah exactly I understand kind of like um I want to say the Ted Bundy cases like these people, the same common denominator kept coming mm. up like mm. he kept having a broken limb asking for help, like yeah. that same thing right. kept happening. Yeah. Not that this guy is a serial killer who killed. Well, he is technically a serial killer. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, think, it's
0: a possibility.
1: Yeah. I mean, st- yeah. But I do understand why they wouldn't release that right. kind of information yeah. just because people are. Freaking screwed in the head and will commit... Will say that they committed crimes that they definitely didn't commit.
0: Or that they have information regarding the crime that isn't true. Yeah.
1: And a lot of those... A lot of those people who say that they have information on crimes that aren't true, those are just freaking busybodies. Yeah. And they just... That's... Yeah. It makes me mad.
0: I don't want to say that it's just as bad, but it's kind of just as bad to say that you have information just
1: to say it, basically. Yeah, no, I mean, to- yeah, it is. It's awful because, one, if you make up information, you're misleading the police, which mm-hmm. will lead to, one, wasting their freaking time. Yeah. Two,
0: I mean, this not only affects the family, but the officers and investigators, I, I don't know how they couldn't get emotionally invested in these oh, cases. Yeah. So they finally have hope that perhaps this could be a new lead and then Mm -hmm. to find out that this that these people just lied blatantly lied yeah it would make me furious but if you are listening to this and have any information regarding this case please call 256-463-2291 or email tip at gmail.com Yes, all of our Alabama listeners. Yeah, which obviously the odds of one of our listeners knowing anything about this case is pretty slim. But really, if you do, call
1: them. Yeah. Email them. Yeah. This
0: this occurred in 2002, so it really wouldn't be. No, it's
1: really not that long ago. Well. It's a
0: possibility.
1: What is math? That is almost 20 years ago now.
0: Oh, man. I'm getting old. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I think I just got sick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But it would be obviously if you do have information call for the right reason and that is yeah, don't to be stop a douche. these murders but it would be very cool if our podcast was the reason that a case was solved yeah that would be awesome
1: But don't I, just do it so that our podcast gets Yeah reformed. no
0: that would be stupid You will receive a little bit of hate from us if you do that.
1: So. We'll send you a strongly worded email. Yeah exactly and though we don't have your email address.
0: We'll find it. I tried to find well, Liam
1: Neeson you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So that was that was two different cases from Alabama that are still unsolved.
1: God. That's sad. Yeah. If you have information on either one of those cases, contact the authorities.
0: Yeah. Please do.
1: Yeah, God. How now we're gonna transition? (laughs) This is we didn't think
0: this through very far.
1: Um, on a lighter note, uh, yeah, on a lighter note, as we had previously mentioned, we have I don't remember, I said something spicy, yeah, it's not that spicy. Um, but this is our last episode of the official season. We have done Yay. all 13 Appalachian states. That's we, so
0: crazy to think about.
1: Yes, there are 13 Appalachian we, states. Yeah. And we have done a case from each and every one of them. Yep. Uh, Next season, we kind of already have it planned out. We crazy, crazy, crazy look forward to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so much fun. Next week is part one. Of our season finale, where we talk about ghost stories with our good friend, Allie. Did you catch them rhymes? Our season finale with our best friend, Allie. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yup. Uh, Somebody sign her. But, yeah, we we discussed a bunch of ghost stories. Um, Miley has better ones than I do. and I just, I just came prepared. Yeah. Yep. And they're really freaking scary. They are pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, next week is our part one of our season finale. And then, of course, the week after that will be part two. And then we are taking two weeks off in February. And then we'll be back again towards the end of February with our season two premiere, which... Also, we'll probably end up being a two parter because it is a <laughs> wild ride of a freaking case. Yes. Um, we also have like more announcements, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and all of that. Um, we have, like I said, there's just a lot of fun things going on for Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. We have a lot of cool content coming up and just a lot of fun stuff that we're uh, diving into this next season.
0: Yes, you guys aren't ready. You're not ready for it.
1: Cuz we aren't ready. <laughs> yeah. Cuz <'Cause> we're procrastinators.
0: <laughs> I wish that wasn't true,
1: but it is. Um since it's our semi somewhat season finale, um I wanted to throw out some recommendations to you guys, even though next week is our actual season finale. And we'll have another episode after that. Um, I wanted to recommend some freaking killer documentaries that I've watched recently. Yay! Um, Two of them are on HBO Max, which I don't pay for. Shout out to Nick, my brother, (laughs) who does pay for it. Um, One of them is Alabama Snake. And I don't want to talk too much about it because we will one day cover that case. But for real, watch it. It is an insane documentary and me and my husband stayed up way too late and watched the heck out of that thing. It was terrifying. I freaking hate snakes and that just really piled onto the fact. Another one is also on HBO Max and it is about something that's near and dear to my heart that I'm obsessed with. Freaking cults. I love oh, a good cult. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. Yes. And it is about... um. What is the name of the cult? Of course, I can't think of it now. But uh, it's about this cult that believed that we would slowly become alien life forms. And uh, it is yes. wild.
0: The Heaven's Gate. Yes,
1: Heaven's Gate. That's it. I yep. um, listened to
0: a good podcast about that one.
1: Yeah, we're going to be a doing one. a podcast at some point in episode about our top 10 like wildest cults. and. Yes. Heaven's Gates will definitely be included, so make sure you yeah. check that out. And wait, then what was the name of it? it's called, I believe it's called Heaven's Gates. Oh, okay. And it's cool. on HBO Max. And then the last one is uh, Into the Dark, I believe is what it's called, <laughs> also on HBO Max. And it is about the Golden State Killer, one of the greatest documentaries I've ever watched. Um, I would wait every Sunday for an, the new episode. All of them are out now on HBO Max, but it is. So incredibly done. And they talk a lot about the, um, true crime podcast community, which I thought was super, super mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, those three documentaries are killer to say the least. And you guys should check them out. And if you have any recommendations for us, you know, all of our tags, and pod yes, on Instagram, let us know. Appalachian MM at Gmail, uh, and pod one. On Twitter, because we couldn't get the real thing. <laughs> but, yes, talk talk back to us. We want to hear yeah. what you guys say. Please. Yes. Talk to us.